who are you calling a nice girl? Hello everyone, I am your host and recovering nice girl, Natalie Volpicelli, and we are back today with another episode. So last episode, um, we touched on a bit about my dad um, and kind of relishing in his legacy and the admiration that I have for him for chasing dreams and, you know, chasing his happiness without compromising any of his, you know, relationships. And it got me thinking a lot about kind of my life, obviously, and um, and dream chasing in general. And additionally, something that I've been working on is kind of this idea of dissociating in a sense um, or, you know, frequent daydreaming or frequent playing out scenarios in my head. I think a lot of people can relate to this. And I think um, it is kind of viewed in a negative light. So I wanted to kind of dig into it. So I guess this episode is for what I think everyone's calling it, the Delulu girls. And it's pretty apropos that it's coming out shortly after, or I guess I'm recording it right when 1989 Taylor's version is released, shortly after the movie, because I think this uh, topic has really exploded um, with kind of these, this Swifty fan base. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Taylor Swift, but... I wanted to look into kind of the science behind it, the psychology behind these people who live in fantasy land or la-la land. And specifically, um, as I'm working through it in therapy, as well as researching about it, um, how it functions for me. So to start, I'm going to speak a bit more broadly and a bit more on the science behind it. And obviously, with the big disclaimer that, you know, genuine delusions, genuine disassociations um, are symptoms and are very real results of many different mental illnesses and can be very extreme and I'm not necessarily talking about to that extent um, where they're prolonged and long-lasting but more this state of being where your mind is kind of constantly wandering about maybe whenever you go to the bathroom you run a scenario in your head and you're talking about it or whatever that looks like but this constant state of kind of 
jumping back and forth between reality and maybe um, these fantastical ideas in your head. And then on top of that, there's a lot of science and research on this idea called a parasocial relationship. And it's kind of like a one-sided relationship. It's become very discussed with celebrity worship syndrome. Now you know why I brought up Taylor Swift. Um, where you you think you know a celebrity or you think you know someone or you have a relationship with them and it's completely one-sided and it's, you know, this kind of delusion. And it can be very serious and can be a, a sort of addiction. But for most people, it is kind of this mild hyperfixation. Um, actually about one third of the general public has experienced this to some extent, whether that's, you know, thinking they're in a relationship with someone that they're not or it's celebrity worship or whatever it is. And when you look at kind of the list of what actually contributes to this type of behavior, it literally lists everything from attachment style to neuroticism to low self-esteem to you're coping, you're anxious, you have addiction. It literally, it lists a million different things. And what I kind of read from this information is there's an extent that this is unhealthy and that this is a direct response from mental illness and there's another extent that it's kind of just a symptom of life so now this kind of takes me back <laughs> because I was thinking about my last episode with my dad and him chasing his dreams fearlessly, living no regrets, and it's all good and great. And I'm very impressed with him, and I admire him so much for it. But that's not always the case, and it's not always necessarily even the possibility. There's logistical barriers, obviously. Um, I've, my dad did just kind of drop everything and move across country and it worked out. That's not always the case for some people. You know, maybe they have family pulling them to one to stay in a certain area. They have commitments. They have they they can't just quit their job or they can't just move. You know, it's I think my dad took advantage of a very uh niche and specific time in his life and that time was going to pass quickly and thank god he just didn't really double think it and just went for it 
But that's where kind of this other barrier comes in. And this is more what I think I deal with. And that is um, this internal barrier of often people with high perfectionism don't want to fail, don't want to embarrass themselves, don't want to do something that may make them happy but may ruffle some feathers for some other people. And again, it's always and constantly, as we go through this podcast, coming back to these themes of nice girl behaviors because that's that's the the topic of, I swear, all of my issues. And um, I think a lot of people can relate to that where there's always this sort of gap between what we want to do, what we aspire to do, and what we allow ourselves to do. And I want to be very clear with that wording, allow, because there are always going to be logistical barriers, and I fully understand that. But what I'm talking about is more specifically the cases in which someone says, what is actually stopping you from doing X, Y, Z? And you can't really give them a reason except I'm scared. Now, I talked about the Lulu girls, celebrity worshiping, following your dreams, and I know what you're asking or thinking is kind of where is this all coming coming together? And what I am learning through my own research and through my own therapy is all of these things kind of converge when we're trying to bridge the gap between what we aspire for and what we're letting ourselves do. And when I think about why I am so quick to, you know, be in the shower and pretend I'm interviewing for whatever it is, or be walking down the street and be pretending like I'm walking next to the love of my life and they're about to propose or I watch Gilmore Girls and get way too invested in the relationships of the show. When I really sit and think about that and when it's at its worst is a lot of times when I am most dissatisfied or most upset and disappointed in myself for not matching my needs, for having a strong urge to be doing XYZ and not following through for reasons that I genuinely don't have 
a good explanation for other than either people-pleasing behavior or anxiety or perfectionism, whatever that may be. And this leads to kind of the next buzzword, and that's escapism. So escapism is a term that was kind of first coined in World War I, and there were lots of movies coming out and plays, and it was, you know, people would go do a lot of entertainment activities to try to quite literally escape mentally into another world than the world that they're in, which was scary. That's fair. There's a there was a war going on. I think it's um a little too it's a little too close to home right now. And what I was seeing in my behavior was a dulled down, more personalized version of this escapism. When life was starting to get difficult, when I was overwhelmed, or even sometimes when I just felt stagnant and didn't necessarily have the courage or the strength to kind of push forward to the next next phase, next level of whatever I, it was I was trying to accomplish, that was when I would lean into these Delulu girls, these fantastical ideas and this consistent daydreaming. And what it turned into, especially with years and years and years of undiagnosed anxiety and living in chaotic environments and untreated OCD was that me kind of leaning into these fantasies and these delusional scenarios was almost a sort of, and I'm using this word lightly, but also kind of literally, it was a trauma response to all of those years of dealing with anxiety and not having it treated and dealing with OCD and not having it treated and not only dealing with it um, untreated, but actually in kind of an environment that it was rejected, (laughs) you know, it was not accepted or understood to have these OCD or um, anxious tendencies. And so I escaped. I would escape to a new world. And I can think of like concrete examples um, where I had a phase that I was so deeply traumatized, I would honestly say, from 
my OCD attaching to religion where I, I really did think that like anything was going to cause me to be possessed by the devil. And it ended up being nights and nights and nights that I just couldn't sleep. And finally one night I dreamed or I forced myself to dream and, and visualize that Cody from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody like quite literally swept me off my feet and we went on a date and I'd, and I'd fall asleep and I would just keep replaying that to escape and get my mind off of all of these intense anxious things onto something that was more positive. Now that was when I was young and it was very, like that's very concrete and I don't think that people necessarily have the same experience, but what how it manifests later in life is more if I feel stagnant, if I feel that I am not living up to my full potential, I'll have much more fantasies or dreams or be much more, you know, hyper-focused on a celebrity or a TV show or whatever it may be as a way of escaping from the true anxieties that are just, I feel stuck or I feel lost. I don't know what my direction is. And I think that's something that is much more universally felt. And now they don't not necessarily react in the same way, but I think we've all felt overwhelmed by either being stagnant in, you know, it could be in our work life, in our family life, in our dating life. And we start diving into maybe it's you know we're watching tons of rom-coms where we're seeing the dream scenario and we're dreaming that that's going to be our life and just keep reliving that in our head or maybe we you know start becoming really obsessed with some sort of businessman or businesswoman or celebrity who is very successful in their field, um, following their dreams, doing what they love and, and thriving at it. Or maybe it's literally we're just watching HGTV or on Zillow. We just want more money and we are just fantasizing of a life where, you know, we are more successful and have more money. It could truly be anything, small to large. And where that holds us back 
is that we're not dealing with or acknowledging the root issue. For me, a lot of times when I would fantasize that I, you know, am getting interviewed for something or I'm a pop star or I'm an actress or would get very obsessed with a celebrity or whatever it is, um, a lot of it was me being very uncomfortable internally with allowing myself to take up space and to have an impact on the world. And I talked about this in my first episode, but I think that is a really common theme where we're so afraid as women or as a people pleaser to take any spotlight from someone else that we give ourselves none of it. And we're so afraid of being called out for saying, I mean, honestly, being called out for being delusional or being crazy even is a word um, for saying that we have these dreams or we have these goals and ambitions that um, we're going to make a lasting impact on the world. And people are quick to shoot you down often, by the way, for because of their own insecurities. So rather than lean into these ambitions and follow our dreams and chase that happiness, instead we dive into imagination world. And it makes us almost kind of feel like we're, we're doing it, but we're not. We're just living pretend. I remember talking to one of my friends and she said she never aspires to be a CEO. She just wants to get by and just have fun and is super happy and, and content living a life where she's average in her success, but happy with everything else in her life. And I got very uncomfortable in that conversation and went home and cried because I didn't, I didn't say anything. And I just said, that's great, which, you know, that is great. 
for her that whatever you want to do, that's fine. If that's your goal, that's fine. But I just kind of agreed and just kind of allowed myself to think maybe that's what I should be doing more is just accepting the bare minimum or accepting and getting more comfortable with being stagnant. And I cried a lot and I talked to my therapist that I, you know, I have way too high expectations and I'm always let down. I should just start setting my expectations lower. Go, go, go. And that was, though in a lot of scenarios could be true, in this scenario of my life, my therapist fought back a lot because it was just quieting myself. So what if you say, I want to be really successful. I want to make a lasting imprint. I want to be maybe that CEO. And you're actually taking the steps and working to get there instead of letting everyone else's opinions or the fear of failing keep you from that. If there are no logistical barriers, why aren't you bridging that gap to the reality? And instead, just living in this fantasy world, living through celebrities or TV shows, trying to get a sense of what you're really hoping for because you don't think that you deserve it. And that really is the root of a lot of my anxiety and my kind of Delulu girl phase is I didn't think that I either deserved something or I didn't think that I was going to absolutely succeed in which case if I failed that was going to be the worst thing in the world so I just lived vicariously through other things in my life or completely made up scenarios and I lived in that fantasy fantasy land and I still to this day often struggle especially when things are hard and things are difficult with going back to that fantasy land going back to that daydreaming land but it's not getting me anywhere because trick myself into thinking that it's giving me just enough that I don't actually need the real thing. But it isn't enough. And it's just a way of staying where you are and just feeling a little bit more comfortable. It's a lot, it's very similar to kind of this idea that we were talking about um, in the episode of my cousin Sarah about you know listening to your intuition and if you want 
a cheeseburger, but you eat the salad um, thinking that, you know, no, this is the better route. Well, you're still left ruminating about the cheeseburger. You're still not giving yourself what you actually needed. You're just adding a filler to hold you over. Not to actually satisfy you. When I said that my dad kind of pushed me into doing this podcast, I have sat on doing this podcast for a good three to four years because I was so afraid no one would listen. I would completely fail. It would be embarrassing. People would think that I was just trying to get attention and make fun of me for that. And maybe people people are. I'm not fucking listening. And now I'm working my way towards this goal that I have of being something bigger, striving for something bigger that I know I can achieve. I just was holding myself back. And I'm doing something that I genuinely really enjoy. I love research and I love talking. And I love talking about this topic especially. And my dad was the one that really showed me that there there were no logistical barriers stopping me from doing this. There was only my mental barrier. There was only my fear of failing, my fear of saying something that might offend someone, my fear of taking spotlight from someone else that kept me from doing this. And that is not a reason to not follow through, especially when it's bringing me so much joy to do it now. And I'd hold on to that moment uh, with my dad a lot because it is such a strong influence and such a strong reminder moving forward that you can live in your delusional world, you can live in your fantasy land. And and in some ways it can be really helpful. It can be a coping mechanism for going through trauma, it can be escapism. But then there gets to a point where all it's doing is keeping you in a place that you no longer need to be in. And that's when it starts to become detrimental. So by no means am I saying I'm not a Delulu girl, or by no means am I saying that being one is bad. I think there's a sense of escapism 
a sense of, you know, getting a little too obsessed with the celebrity during a phase or getting a little too obsessed and into a TV show during a point of your life that is absolutely normal and, and even healthy, especially if you're, you're struggling yourself. But it's when it is to a point that it allows you to stay stagnant because you're getting just enough gratification or satisfaction that it becomes the issue. And what you'll find is once you start doing the things that you have been saying you're not allowed to do for whatever stupid fucking reason, sorry. Not sorry. Don't apologize. You'll find that your focus is more on continuing that goal and how to keep building on that momentum rather than falling back into these fantastical scenarios, these consistent daydreams. And that's not to say, like, I don't daydream and I don't, you know, sit in the shower and come up with scenarios. That's not to say at all. But maybe they'll just be different. Maybe it won't be... something that is, you know, an unrealistic dream, but maybe it's you putting up a scenario that actually could happen. And it's almost like practicing for your future. So you're still kind of being that Delulu girl, but in a more functional and proactive way. I think we're quick to judge people who live in these fantasy lands. I was quick to judge myself. I got very angry that I felt like I never really was just living in reality. And I was always, my head was always elsewhere. And I think there's a lot of beauty in it power in it when you realize where your head is wandering when you're trying to drift away into or outside of reality and when you realize that and you compartmentalize it of okay what is it that I'm fantasizing about can I make this reality now And it's a scary fucking question, but it's one that is the only way to help you move forward and to help you keep improving and keep pushing yourself to take up that space, to live the life that you want 
to be that active member in your life rather than being the main character in some fantasy land. So with that, I challenge you guys to think about if you find yourself daydreaming or drifting, write it down. What was it about? And is there a way, in a sense, that you can obtain that in reality? Or what part of your life are you constantly daydreaming or fantasizing about relationships, you know, anxiety about something going wrong or career or whatever it is, write it down and look at it and see, is there something I can do about this so I can bring myself back into my own reality and bring myself back into being an active participant and a main character in my own life. So that's all for today. And I don't know how to close these. I guess just, I don't know. I'll talk to you guys soon. And I can't wait. Bye.